Welcome back. Welcome back. Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. Episode. Oh, 15? Yep. You almost you almost stumbled there. I you did. almost said 14. I did almost say 14. You're confident with 14. That really is going to stick with me how confident you were. I know. I was just like 14. Yeah. Go. Next. I don't know. This one I was a little like, I went in my head. I was like 15 and then I had just a slight like, ooh, maybe it's not 15. But you got it right? I did. How you doing, Case? I'm okay. Little under the weather. Which, you know, glad we're in a small room with each other. <laughs> it's um, I personally just think it's just the weather change. I think my my little lungs have a hard time with that because like n- more than like six days ago, not more than six days ago, we were like sitting outside with 26 degree weather and now we're in like, you like know, it, normal. Yeah, like it's normal weather for November, but it's a big culture shock for my little lungs. So little under the weather took the day off just as a precaution so that's it it was a precautious world we're in well that's the whole thing like normally i probably would have gone to school but as soon as i kind of say oh a little sore throat on my chest like people freak out so i'm like okay i'll just take the day i'll see how i feel so i know that's all it is there must be so many kids taking advantage of that which <laughs> right? like mm, i got this oh, little, little like they just tickle. like googled the symptoms and they just <laughs> right. go oh, i have a little like sore throat i have a bit of a cough i, I can't really taste or smell anything right and i oh my god i can't taste that i know actually someone who has it and their symptom was pink eye Ooh. yeah interesting it, isn't that i know it's so crazy what a crazy world we're living in anyways I guess it's just better to err on the side of caution. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to take the day off and I just relax. I actually called, like I called it in sick or whatever, but then I ended up working all afternoon, which was kind of weird, but that's okay. It'll just make my rest of my week better. So, and how about you? I got to see you in action in your class today. Yeah, you did. We were all sitting. I'm, usually if it's just one or two of if it's one of you or dad i can i'm okay with that sometimes they'll try to talk to me talk to me but in online school you don't really have to talk that much it was just you kind of get called on or if you want to answer a question but i kind of had to warn the room and then i could still hear you guys whispering (laughs) as i was talking i know we're really bad that way that's so new for me like i was like jack what are you doing (laughs) yeah anyways it's good so all right, yeah, we got our movie challenge, and yes. I promised. I think for I think we like teased it for the last couple of weeks. Two, at least two or three weeks, right? So sorry, two. Lisa. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna have our Bachelor World. I can't even. I don't think I, she watches actually, but oh, not even, but just oh. just to hear us talk about it. Oh, okay. And it, I don't even know what the classified as. It could really go off the rails. Not like a screaming match, but it definitely no. could get aggressive. It did. It when did. We, <laughs> it did when it initially happened. So now it would I, actually be kind of. I liked the conversation because you and I are good. It's not like we're talking over one another. It's not. We're not listening to one another. We just have different opinions. We about hear. It. We hear each other's arguments, which yeah. is why I think when we started this, we would we knew that we would both be respectful of each other. For and, sure. And yeah. I mean, I'm coming into this with no facts and figures, so I'll be ready to just refute. No, wrong, <laughs> incorrect. They didn't love each other. I'll be ready for all those. All right. But we got our movie challenge first. Yes. This is John Favreau part two. I know. I'm really happy we did that. It was really fun. So we watched Made. Yes, because neither of us had seen it. And which... it's his first, John Favreau's first feature length film as a director and i think he wrote it directed it started in it it, produced it like it was like a whole kit and caboodle all right so made is a it was listed as a drama thriller Hmm. i wouldn't call it a thriller no and i mean we know your love of thrillers (laughs) you're right i do love thrillers i would call it more like a dramedy yeah, I would say like a drama, especially when you have Vince Vaughn in a movie. I don't know how you don't like have him and you're not laughing at some point. Because yeah. for me, it was so nice to see him. We haven't seen him in a long time in movies. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice for me to see him again because it reminded me of like, I love his humor so much. Yeah, like, like how really, funny and charismatic he is. It yeah, doesn't always feel like he's playing a character. It could just be himself. Yeah, like he's so witty and he's so dry. He's got that dry humor, but he's witty. And he's the way I feel like he, because I've seen him in so many things, that has to be a bit of his personality. Mm. Like it has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's really funny. Like, he really, really makes me laugh. So, so yeah. So, Maid is uh, Ricky and Bobby. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one was which. Me either. 
Um, John Favreau, I would say, is the star. Like his character is the focal point of yeah, the movie. Yeah, for sure. He's a semi-amateur boxer who has a record of five wins, five losses, and one draw. Yes. And the draws at the very beginning of the movie, and Favreau and Vince Vaughn char- characters are fighting. Yes. And it is just horrendous. It's awful, you guys. Like it's yeah. Especially when you think of all of the boxing movies and think of how well they're shot, it almost felt like not a mock, but kind of a yeah. I think that's like a an, good like like an ode to it, but also just look at these guys; they're horrible. Yeah. When you have like like Creed, yeah, it's a guy who sure. doesn't really box, and then he ends up in a championship fight. Right. They're horrible. They were both uh, in the trades. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can sneeze that's okay I know, i'm just saying i was warning you quietly okay um she's sneezing um uh i'm really thrown off by the sneezing um Sorry. it's okay uh vince vaughn's character is kind of uh he's a he's a wisecracker he, he is, doesn't take things seriously no he doesn't he's, listen to authority no i feel like it's a lot of traits of vince vaughn characters yes and john favreau has his girlfriend who is a performing artist <laughs> she's a stripper everyone there you go um they earn they have a kid but it's not his it's not his it's hers but she he kind of raises it her her yeah it's- well i was gonna say because that's what he called he yeah vince said, vaughn keeps calling it it, it calling and her then it. And then John Favreau's like, who's watching the kid? Like, they don't, you know. It's a very, very kind of, I don't want to say messed up situation, but just kind of. It's uh, not ideal. No. Um, she's not, she's not, it's played by Femke Jensen. Mm-hmm. That's how you say her name, right? I think so. Yeah. And I mean, she's not, she's not winning mother of the year. Let's just say that. No. <laughs> um, then they get this opportunity because of the person they work for both. His girlfriend and him, they both work for this guy who's played by Peter Falk. Mm-hmm. Is he um, alive still? I don't think so. Eh? I'm not sure. He okay. looked or he looked old in this. Yeah. And that was 2001. Yeah. Could still be. You never know. Never know. I don't um, think he is. But. And then they get a, so they're from California. I feel like we didn't say that, but uh, they get the chance to go to New York to help with a job. Very vague details. They get yeah. 50, they literally know nothing. They get fifteen hundred dollars, and he tells them to travel lightly. In which they both take that as no luggage. Don't bring anything. They have one suit, yeah. and they wear it for the three days they're in New York. Yeah, every day. Yep. Uh, they get to New York. They get to their hotel. They have a little fight in the hotel, but the bellboy. Whoever's helping them with by Sammy, Sammy Rockwell, who is uncredited, uncredited for that role, and he's only in two scenes, but he's good in it. He still makes an impact as someone who he's trying to be very professional and oh, okay, yes, sir, I'll help you with this. And they both have fish, like the hotel gives them fish, which was really weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they end up fighting because they have fifteen hundred dollars. Vince Vaughn's character wants to spend it all. John Favreau's. Oh, he wants. Not only does he want to spend it, he wants to have fun times. Like he wants fun. Let's have. Like, let's go drink and let's stuff. Let's go drinking, and they were told not to. Like basically anything he was told not to do, Vince Vaughn is now doing. Yes, like, even even though he barely had the job, which I think was a a very like under the radar bit of it of the movie. But there was a carpet cleaning van that like Peter Falk, who's the owner. Mm-hmm. Um. It went missing. We eventually find out Vince Vaughn's character sold it. Yes. Which is just, but it, it just adds to the character. John Favreau always had his back, though. Like, the bromance between them mm-hmm. was, like, he was like, I'm not doing the job without him. Like, he was, you know, like, he, he had his back, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry, I was looking at the recorder. The batteries are already low. Uh-oh. So we might cut this off. Not early, but we'll probably have to pause. Okay. Um. They do their job. Uh, P. Diddy's in this. Yes, he was he, actually really good in it. He's not in it much. He's in few scenes. Yeah, but he was good for what, you know. He makes an impact. He does. Like, he's I thought he was like, actor. wow, that was actually really good. I mean, sometimes these people are, you know, like if they're not actors, they're not. No, there you can tell. You can the tell, diff- and yeah. So I thought he did a really good job. Um, beyond that, it has a. It's that's why when I saw drama thriller, it doesn't really feel like it has high stakes. 
No, I never felt like stressed. Like I was never like oh, until like this... the very last or like one of the last scenes. Yeah, but it just yeah. Uh, and overall, would you say you liked the movie? Oh yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I just think it was wasn't categorized correctly. Right. Like online, it's a it's a comedy really. Yeah. But it does have drama for sure. Yeah. That's why I like dramedy. Like I think that's a good one. But Mm -hmm. I really liked it. My favorite scene, which I don't know if I should say the whole thing because I don't want to ruin it for people, but is the relationship with the little girl is all I'll say with Jon Favreau. Mm -hmm. The way he cares for her and eventually feels like a bigger relationship than it really was. Because at the beginning, she's calling him like uncle. Yeah, and then she's like, you're not my dad and stuff like that. So, And then know. she starts to see how he really, like he's cooking for her, like he's he making takes, her. Yeah, he takes care of her. While his girlfriend is off. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. off making, in the world. She's just making bad choices in life. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's that's really about it. I, I just, it. I like them as a duo, like Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Oh, I love it. It just made me want to watch Couples Retreat again because they're in it together and that's that same kind of dynamic. So, yeah, definitely... I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Our other movie. Okay, so listen, everyone. We're going to have to rein Jack in a little bit because it's the movie Chef. Which, when I when I watched it and when I finished it, I have nitpicks actually about it, but it is in my top 10 movies ever. It is. Um, so I also rewatched it because I, like I had watched it a long time ago, but I like it fresh. Like, you know, I don't have the best memory all the time. So I wanted it fresh in my mind. And I have to say, it does not, it does not disappoint. That movie is fun. It's got such good energy. It's, it's got feels behind it with the family dynamic stuff and the friendship between him and like Azamo. Yeah. Um, it's a great movie. I'm really glad I watched it again. I think I definitely had underappreciated how good it is. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Jack. And you're going to have to have a bit of a time limit because I know. Well, this is I'll just go through what the plot is. Okay. So John Favreau stars as Chef Carl Casper. Yes. He is, uh, I don't want to say a renowned chef, but he is a popular chef in the Los Angeles area mm-hmm. where, it's, where it's set. Although once we meet him, he's kind of... Not at a loss, but he is struggling with the restaurant, not because of money or anything, but just he likes to be creative with his menu. And the owner of the restaurant, Riva, played by Dustin Hoffman, Mm -hmm. wants to stick to the menu and not change anything. Yes. What we're doing works. And there's a lot of dynamic of this is my kitchen. And Dustin Hoffman will say, this is my My restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. People aren't here to see you. They aren't here for you. They're here for me. Right. And a very big ego ego-driven rivalry really yeah for sure um then turns into a twitter feud which this movie does a really good job of using twitter yeah it does actually because it was really new on the scene too no Twitter. 2014 oh okay is that all it is wow okay no no no, not twitter no the the movie movie. Yeah. yeah yeah um and they just they bring the tweets to life almost mm-hmm. like they bring them up on the screen and like have the little birds flying yeah. around which yeah it's really cute um so casper gets into a, a little fight with oliver platt who Love plays oliver a platt. Uh, food critic he goes to his restaurant once says it's terrible and he just rips him for all the all of it and john favreau i mean i guess we should probably talk about the family dynamic that him and his wife, played by Sofia Vergara, are mm-hmm. separated or divorced, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And their son is struggling with it because yeah. he... He wants to see his dad more. Yeah. And he is very busy and he's very standoffish and just every time he wants to go do something, he's just he's just a kid. So he'll go, oh, can I get this? I want this. And he's like, no, like I'm here to shop. Like this is for work. Like, yeah. I like if he goes this. to a market and stuff and the kid's like, I want popcorn. I want... Like dad, you know, yeah. dad, dad. Yeah. He yeah. does a lot of that. Yeah. Um... Then the food he offers after a little Twitter back and forth, he invites Oliver Pratt, Platt, the critic, back. I can't say it. I always want to say Pratt. Oh, yeah. Can Oliver Platt. Mm-hmm. Um, he invites him back to the restaurant. He gets into a fight or like Favreau gets into a fight with Dustin Hoffman one more time, storms out of the restaurant. They move up one of the chefs to be the head chef. They serve the exact same menu he was given before. Um, eventually... I keep switching between Casper and Favreau. 
I think it's better to say Favreau because people don't know it as as Casper. Like we know it as Casper. We just watched it, but we don't want to confuse people. Yeah. So Favreau comes back in and just starts screaming about how he's not getting in his head. You're not getting to me. Says it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes goes through the menu very quickly and ends with the which I honestly found really interesting watching it again, the process of making a chocolate lava cake, yeah. which I, I didn't know about. And he pretty much ends the rant and he's screaming like the whole restaurant has stopped looking at him recording. And he grabs a chocolate lava cake and says, see, it's molten. It's fucking molten. Just <laughs> screaming. And event that obviously causes him to get fired. He just doesn't really have a purpose anymore without food. His wife invites him out to Miami to kind of get his mind off things, go on a vacation as a family because they do have a pretty good relationship. Yeah, I really loved that. Yeah. Um, in Miami, because Sofia Vergara, her, no, I don't want to say her plan, but she wants Favreau to get to buy a food truck Yeah. and run a food truck. He's very reluctant. He says, I'm a chef. I work in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I think in the beginning, you definitely see that he's lost his love for food. Like for cooking. For cooking or I think because his, his um like outside the box or it's like he wants to be creative yeah. and he's been stifled. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he meets and this is another great little Easter egg in there. He meets with Robert Downey Jr. Yes. Who is Sofia Vergara's ex, ex-husband technically. <laughs> right. And obviously they just personally had worked, to get, worked together on Iron Man Avengers, all of, all of yeah. those movies. A great few minutes just to back and forth where I feel like Robert Downey always plays these like really just asshole characters and he's just toying with them. He's like, oh, like you didn't know that that I slept with your wife after you guys had divorced (laughs) and he springs it up so casually. Um, He's not really. It's the one scene and it's only really a couple minutes. He then ends up getting a like. Oh, it is like it is on its last legs. Yeah. Yeah. kind of strips it gets his son to help him yeah so or, this whole time his has a son too like they all went didn't we, we said that didn't we? well they went there and then the wife decides to go back and she has to go son. to work yeah, yeah so now they're the forced son. to be together yeah which they just don't really have a relationship so they're cleaning the truck there's a lot of arguments and yelling Not a lot. well there's a couple for sure just because he he wants it cleaned right and have to kind of strip it and get all new yeah and it turns into eventually you're not cleaning it right. And as a kid, he just runs, storms off. and Yeah, because he just wants to make his dad proud. And his dad's being a little nitpicky. Yeah. He's like, why are you being so mean? He goes and apologizes. They get the new equipment and stuff. Then we get John Le- Leguizamo. Yes. Who plays Martin. He's yes. he's originally one of the chefs in the restaurant with Bobby Cannavale. Yep. Um. Eventually, Leguizamo quits, flies out to Miami, surprises them at the food truck and says, I'm always going to be your sous chef. They have a really great they relationship. Have a great relationship. It's so cute. Um, they get the food truck running. They start making Cuban sandwiches, which completely inspired us to start making them. Yeah. And even I was looking as I was watching the movie, I looked up the recipe of how to actually make it. It's actually not that hard. No, I've done it before. The real thing. Yeah. Where you like actually put the meat in like the slow po- cooker. Like pork so- shoulder yeah. and orange and lime juice. Yeah, I've done it before, but most of the time we just do basic like ham. Well, I don't know. We just make it like ham and switch and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. So they start working on the food truck together. I think I think that really they gloss over it. I guess maybe because it's summer, but the kid just kind of says, oh, I'm off school. Like I'm on. No, because it's I'm on a break. Yeah. He's on a break for a month. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense, but well, yeah. they just needed to make it work for the movie. Yeah, and I guess in the States, they go off earlier than we do. Like, they go off in, like, end of May, beginning of June, so maybe and it's, And then they like, go back in August. Yeah. Socks. So, maybe it's... Maybe it was, like, a June thing. I don't know. Because I know it is summer, mm-hmm. but maybe it's... Yeah. So, then they take this chance as a trip to... Or, they take the trip as a chance for father and son to reconnect. They have this great scene after. So the first time they actually start cooking is for a bunch of like workers that help them get the equipment in there. They give them the sandwiches and beer and Mm -hmm. the kid starts learning how to be in a kitchen as a line cook. Um, Then they start this trip. They start off in Miami, which where they were, they get a fresh paint job, a sound system and all that. Mm -hmm. I have to say though, can I just 
butt in for one second. So they are in South Beach. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's exactly where I've been a couple of times. And I have to say it brought back some really great memories. Like I love South Beach so much. Like it is fun times there. And I'm pretty sure like right where he drives along is right where we stayed right along there. And so it was really fun. I was like, ah, South Beach. Remember when you could travel? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Go. No, no. Always good for a little anecdotes like that. So they stop in Miami. The the the. John Favreau's kid, Percy, I don't know the actor's name, so I just remember him as Percy, starts a Twitter account for the food truck Mm -hmm. and starts documenting this whole trip and really brings the whole brings the whole crowd there. Yes, he does. In Miami. And um, but his dad doesn't really know that at first. No, it's not until their next stop. But in Miami, they get their sell like they have a huge lineup and they get stopped by a police officer. Yes. Who is Russell Peters, who very funny comedian and. He just remember he remembers Favreau as the oh you're the you're the molten lava cake guy yeah and they take a few corny pictures together they can't the reason he stopped them is because they couldn't sell there but uh, Miami the actually no I'm not ready for the nit, my nitpick yet but it is something to do with this they go because they're driving this from Miami back to Los Angeles they stop in New Orleans which is where. <sighs> The kid tweets out and geotags like where the truck is and they have a huge, huge line. line. They stop in New Orleans because the kid wants to try beignets. Yep. Um, and as they get back from that trip, John Logozamo is like, where were you guys? I was calling you. I was texting you. I came back from shopping. There was this huge line. And he's like, that's when you get revealed. Oh, I did it. I, I tweeted it and like shows them. And they're like, look at all these pictures. This is amazing. And they just are building that relationship as a father and son. Yeah. Uh, after New Orleans, I think it's Texas. I don't really remember after that, actually. And as they it's go... It's just like a full, like, road trip. It's, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they're driving... The one really funny thing is in the middle of... Like, in the middle of the night, I think it's when they're in New Orleans, uh, Leguizamo gets uh, cornstarch and, oh. like, puts it down his pants. And he's like, oh, my, my hounds are... Or my dogs are barking or whatever. I think that's a feet thing, but... So he puts cornstarch, like, on his balls. Yeah. And... He's like, what? Like, like what? He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, dad, wake up, dad, dad. He's like, what? He's like, he put cornstarch down his pants. He's like, can I get some? Because <laughs> it's just New Orleans hot humidity. And then he gives it to the kid to do it. And he's like, you know, if you dip your, if you dip them in oil in the morning, you can make hush puppies. <laughs> yeah. So then as the trip goes, you can see them developing a relationship as a father and son and just him, like the kid learning about cooking. Yeah. And how much his dad loves being a chef. And you could just and see the, how happy he is. And the, because there's the one scene where his dad's like, it can't be burnt. Like, it has to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And there's one time when he lifts them, because the, they kind of panini press it or whatever. And he lifts it and it's got a little burn mark. Like, nothing major. And he's like, okay. And he, and Favreau's like, no, we can't sell that. And he was just like, why not? Because in, that, in that, that first scene, they're not paying for it. That's what he says. He's like, what, what does it matter? They're not paying yeah. for it. And he teaches them, teach them a lesson about... If you're gonna, if you love this like I do, yeah, you want everything to be perfect. Yeah, that was the really good moment. Mm, they go from Texas. They like tried Texas brisket, and every the thing that I really liked is every stop on the trip. They kind of added another, like from New Orleans, they brought beignets, and right. obviously from Miami, they brought the majority of their food, Cubanos and the plantain chips. Mm-hmm. From Texas, they had like a brisket. Yeah. And then I think from Texas, they're just back in California. Must be, yeah. Which is where I'm going to get to my nitpicks. Okay. The movie, I don't want to say too long, but just leading up to the trip, like leading up to the road trip is a little too long Okay. for me. Right. Because the trip, the whole trip itself is maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. Maybe 30 minutes. it's the best part of the movie. Yeah. And it's just kind of, it feels too condensed. Right. Uh, my other nitpick is at the end... Um, they're set up in California. Oliver Platt, who is the food critic, comes back and he decides, I sold my website for a bunch of money. I would rather invest in a invest in a restaurant because I don't want to write about them anymore. And backs yeah. Favreau as like his head chef. And you don't really see the restaurant in action. The only time you see it is for a closed event, which ends up being the remarriage mm-hmm. of Inez, played by Sofia Vergara and Favreau. Right. That is my other nitpick. Right. Why are they back together? How? Like it yeah. just because there's the one kind of came out of nowhere. There is the one moment in New Orleans where she's kind of like, "I love you," but she's kind of saying it to the kid, but you know she's really saying it to him, right? 
And then they just end up back together. There's no... There's no, like, we don't see how that, like, developed. No, it just happens. Yeah. So that's those are my two nitpicks. It's okay. a little... The best part is too short, right. which I think is a compliment. Yeah. And my favorite part of the movie is when the kid made that video of... One so he second did the one day. second every day of the road trip and then he showed it to him afterwards. Like it really got me in the feels like I was like, that is so cute. And then, you know, like that their their relationship and the food is is totally worth it, though, for this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Because like when you're watching that food being made, the way he like chops and the way he does that one. We didn't even talk about it. he's with Scarlett Johansson at one point. too. Mm-hmm. Cause she works at the restaurant. And so he makes her f- this pasta and it's like. I literally, my mouth was salivating. It had so much garlic in it, and it was like, the, yeah, the process of everything. Because that's that's the thing that I never think about. Not that I never think about, but it's actually a pretty big thought with chefs. Is like, what do you do if you're just cooking for yourself? And he is very like, he makes his kid like grilled cheese, but and you see how much he cares about this grilled cheese. It's and not like, just like regular grilled cheese. No, it's though. like so well put together, and he like toast the sides first and then he brings it together and, and butters then he butters the grill and then, then he and the cheeses is not just one cheese it's no, like mul- four yeah, different multiple sliced che- cheese. cuts it at an angle like it's yeah. just very artistic and then the kid's like can you cut the crusts but, off it's like no and that was not. something where my girlfriend was there for that moment it's just like well mom cuts the crust off and that made me think and my girlfriend was like oh um my mom used to cut the crust off and my dad wouldn't and i'm like I don't think either of my parents did. No, eat the crust. It's got good shit in it. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly, I had never been mad about crust. No, it's not a big deal. No. Um, I loved the movie, though. It's, it made me happy. It, when I yeah, watched it's just it, such a it feel just good. made me happy. And I was like, the, the, the close-ups of the food sizzling and that, like the way they bring the food and the chopping and the like putting things together is, that's a really cool part of the movie too, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're bromance. Yeah, they are very cute together. They are. And the way that first they kind of just try to butt the kid out because they make this like beautiful like pork that's like marinated and stuff. And the kid, the kid at first is like, oh, like you could have just bought that at the store. Yeah. And they're cutting a piece. And they're like, oh, it's so good. And they're just teasing it. Oh, it's so good. It's so yeah. amazing. He's like, can I have a piece? Can I have a piece? And they're like, no, it's not from the store. You're not going to like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So they do a good job. They give him a beer. That's also pretty early in the movie. Like when they first make the yeah, trip, they give him a they beer. Yeah, they give him a, like a sip of a beer. Well, he hands him the whole beer and he's like, you can have a sip. And he drinks. He's like, oh. Ugh. And he's like, what? Tastes like piss? He's <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, remember that when your friends offer you a beer? <laughs> yeah. Like it was just a really funny parenting moment. Yeah. Like, not that you were like that, but I feel like most parents are. Yeah. Um, what else did I write? Um, yeah, just the side characters were really good. Uh, Amy Sedaris is in it for like one scene, but it's still like her voice is so memorable. Right. It always sticks with me. Yeah. Um. Well, it's yeah. pretty good. That wasn't bad. You you were really. I I you tried. Know, you tried. I got. I'm, and honestly, it made. I think what shows the movie's success even more is that John Favreau started a show on Netflix. The yeah, chef. The chef. We really show. have to watch that. That's. Really, Are we watching that together? I don't know. Maybe we should. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind. Uh, before we get to our argument, <laughs> don't say it like debate. that conversation our our discussion (laughs) i have two quick things for you okay uh mandalorian episode three yes very what'd you think uh remind me oh my god i can't remember it was like the crash landing and then he finds the other mandalorian if you haven't watched episode three we're not gonna go to like spoilers but just he runs into other mandalorian right oh my god i'm like totally blanking i don't know why you were drinking i know (laughs) hey was you're allowed to you're a grown person i'm an adult um i just don't i just don't remember it but maybe i have to go back just remind me it'll come to me eventually the mandalorian like they get all the mandalorian together the kid almost gets eaten wow it's really not coming they get on the like ship that the empire is trying to leave all the stormtroopers and the three guys in the cockpit i do remember that part yeah just choppy yeah. do you remember it yeah <laughs> and did you like it yeah it was i still think the first one's my favorite yeah I, I it's gonna be hard i imagine they're gonna ramp it up as we get to the last few episodes i do find it's getting to be a bit of a recipe like he meets oh and the, the frogs reunite yeah <gasps> i loved that scene they just loved you they're such lovers um 
uh, it's you know like we okay we'll tell we'll tell you this if you do this for us yeah, it's very deal oriented yes and for actually sure. i think the biggest thing we learned from it is that the mandalorian isn't one kind of it's almost like a one type of religion is what you thought it was but these mandalorian that he meets take their helmets off which he has never done and right. he says this is the way and they and they look at him like he's some radicalist like yeah. he was he was trained by the wrong type of Mandalorian, which yeah. I thought was fascinating. Well, it is, and it really does show. I remember it now. I remember the the three of them now because there's two women and a man and a man. A man. A man. A man. <laughs> it's a man. Uh, yes. Sorry, I do remember. I just needed to be refreshed. That's okay. For the yeah, I do remember that. It is. Um, I'd like to see more of them. They were pretty kick ass. Mm-hmm. No, but I think that's good to show that just because you're Mandalorian doesn't mean you all think the same or act the same way because that's very um, relevant in life too. Like just because we're, you know. You think you're the same, those differences. There's always going to be differences. So you got to find that common ground and all get along. I was going to say, I wanted to talk about Gilmore Girls, but because I've been watching it with my girlfriend. And do you like it? Oh yeah. I like half watched it before when she did. Half watched it. But like we're getting to, Actually, no. We can save it for another time. Okay. But just, I do, it is a very well done show. Ro- the- Actually, Rory and Lorelai are mad at each other because oh. of Dean. Oh, because of Dean. Oh, you're at the beginning then. No. Dean is oh, married. married. Bad choices. Yep. Bad choices but were she, made. But she's yes. 19 and she knows everything. Yes, of course. Yes. That's where we are. I was kind of mad where we stopped it because it was right after Rory's going off to Europe now with Emily because right. her and Richard split up. Yes. It's such a good show. I might be, I'm, I'm debating between, so right now I'm doing Desperate Housewives because again, like I need something that's like just light and fluffy and, you know, because I'm having a hard time like concentrating on things. So we are doing new shows as well, but if it's just me and I just want something, then I've been doing Desperate Housewives, which I'm nearing the, I think I'm down to the like one or one and a half seasons left. So I'm debating between Gilmore Girls or Parenthood again. Those are my two I'm like debating watching again i would say parenthood I would be parenthood. my you never watched that one though eh? no it's too bad it's so many seasons because i think i think though after this you and your girlfriend should watch it okay i do i just think you i think you'll really like it like it's very Gil. it's not gilmar girls like it's not like that do you know what i mean but it, it has the same kind of qualities like it's the family and it's the so it's more like this is us uh, this is us without so heavy yeah. drama. Okay. Like I love this is us. Like we've been, we've caught up on that now and it's a really well done show. But I said, I don't know if it has even longevity for me. Cause it really is like really, it really makes me feel heavy or something like it's, yeah, it's hard on the heart. It is like, it's the way they do it. I mean, it's a brilliantly done, like the way they interweave, yeah. like the, the years and stuff. It's brilliant, but yeah, Parenthood's a little bit lighter, I would say. I don't know what the word is, but still, yeah, it's really good. All right, let's get let's get into this. I'm gonna let you set this up how you want to. Yeah, really. <laughs> Round one. Round one. Okay. So I am a Bachelor, Bachelor. I'm just gonna say Bachelor Nation fan, Bachelor World fan. I love them. They make me happy and. Jack and I have, what was our actual debate about? Oh, you were saying it's... None of, not not none of, the the, majority of the vast majority of these relationships are not successful. Right. And so I guess our big debate was, what do you consider successful? Mm -hmm. Because that was a thing, because you and I differed in successful. Like for me, I was like, if they make it to the end and they get engaged or even are together, it doesn't have to be engaged in my world, and they make it a year or two, I think that's successful. I don't know. To, to me, that's just not as successful. One to two years, I just don't think that's a sex, successful relationship. Right. So what's successful to you then? 10 years? 15? No, I'd say, I'd say if you get if you get through an Olympics. So I say four years. Okay. If you get to four years, then I would consider that successful. Before, before I said it was a lot more, but I think realistically, if you get okay. to four years, that's enough time. So what if they get to two, three years, but they have kids? And eventually break up? Yes. So I would at three years. Three years, but they have a kid together. Um, I think I'd be more lenient to thinking that is successful. Okay. 
I also think it's a very it'd be a very case by case, but it depends how the parenting goes. If okay. it's just like a custody, right? And then it, are they getting along and stuff like because that? Because there's a lot of relationships out there that do the co-parenting thing, and I I think that can work, and I think For that's sure. it's important. Successful. So uh, there have been a combined 50 seasons of Bachelor. Now we're talking Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. There's been Bachelor Winter Games. There's been Bachelor Pad. There's been a new one called Listen to Your Heart, which I didn't watch that one. But okay. So and the reason why I watch them all is because they all interconnect and they bring us to Bachelor in Paradise, which is the dreamiest of the dream. Because they're all just on a, a Mexican island drinking their faces off, making out and crying and, you know. Anyway, so there's been 50 combined seasons and there are currently 23 couples that are, are still together. Okay. So right there, we're, we're under 50%. <laughs> okay. But that's the rate in the world anyway. If people that like get married, it's yeah. 50%. So, um, so some of them... Okay, so this is an example I wanted to ask you. Okay. So Peter season, he was the pilot. Yeah, okay. okay. I vaguely remember him. Okay, so he he didn't choose his was really messy so i don't i I was gonna say that there's probably two or three that i remember i remember peter i remember juan pablo oh he was awful because yeah because he he, was such an asshole and um well because that gave you claire and now claire was just the bachelorette for like three weeks (laughs) then found love and there was a third one who religious football boy he reminded me of tim tebow colton colton Colton. oh yeah he's got a bit of a dicey thing too right now because him and oh isn't there like a restraining order yeah apparently it's dropped now and they've worked it out but cassie the one he did choose and they were together for a couple years they broke up and then she had to file a restraining order okay do you consider that a successful relationship i do they were together a couple of years mom what there was a restraining order so that negates two years that you were together and happy yes Okay. <laughs> Just to me, I don't know if I have to get a restraining order on someone. I think that kind of ends any relationship we had. Well, I'm just saying at the time, though, it was successful. Okay. Let me go back to Peter. Sure. So Peter had a girl on there named Kelly. Okay. And they actually had met at a wedding right before he was about to film. So then he said, can you come on the show? Anyways, he ends. he ended up not picking. I think she went home. I want to say fourth or fifth. I don't know for sure. But she went home when there was four or five left. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he goes through. I, I don't know. He One leaves. He proposes to one. They break up. Uh, it's, it's just, it's messy. Anyways, he is now with Kelly, the one he had sent home fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Do you consider that? They've been together about a year now. But do you consider that part of a, like, would you consider that successful from the Bachelor world? Even though he didn't choose her. Because we've had this argument before. I don't I know argument isn't the right, but we've just had this before. I just I know I'm I want I just really want to say no just because <laughs> they met before okay. he then cherry picked her to be on the show. Yeah. Not really ethically. Like if I was any of the other girls, I'd be mad about that. It'd be like, We brought this girl, why don't you just date her then? Yeah. I know a lot uh, of I don't know if they knew. Oh yeah, I think or maybe they found out. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they did. The producer probably whispered it in one of their ears. Which is which is definitely another thing about reality shows is they just they create more drama that, than that's necessary. Yeah. But obviously, you need that for TV ratings. For sure. Um, I don't know that that's a very that's a very tough situation. But the other one, I'm sure you remember who we were talking about. But they didn't meet on the show, but they met at an event because of the show. Yeah. So okay. So 23 couples have are from bachelor world but some of them didn't meet on the show or they didn't meet on the show and that's where you and I differ because um say Jared and Ashley okay as an example Jared and Ashley are now married Mm -hmm. okay Jared was on another season obviously of a bachelor bachelorette I don't know which one and Ashley was on a season I actually didn't watch that one I did take a break and then missed it terribly and came back to it so they met on they they met oh did they meet on paradise though maybe they did okay maybe that's a bad example because there there were yeah there's a few bachelor in paradises um but there are people say um caitlin bristow the one who is that her name yeah i think so weird when i said it bristow who is now on dancing with the stars 
she is she was a bachelorette and she picked a guy named Sean and they were together for I want to say three four years okay they split up two years ago and she ended up with a guy named Jason who was from the bachelor world so is that considered because I don't have them on my list I don't think yeah I didn't put them on my list because I was like are they considered that like they met through bachelor nation just not on a bachelor nation show I feel like, though, that kind of defeats the point of the show, then. That isn't the point of these shows to find the person you love. That's even the, that's the but kind they of... they did find the person they love because of the show, because they're part of a Bachelor Nation. But isn't the point of it to find it on the show? Well... Or shows? Yes. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, there are there are a few. I, I did asterisk them, because there was another guy, Chris, who was on a show, and Peyton was her name, and, and they met through bachelor nation they were both on their own shows and then they met through bachelor nation kind of and they're like married now Mm -hmm. so for me that's successful through bachelor nation sure bachelor nation but you can kind of just change the words (laughs) to be what you want if you meet i think if you i think it's more i give more credit if you meet on a show because that's the point of these shows is to start relationships and hopefully marriage babies whatever yeah it's funny because when I was going through this, I think out of all of the bachelors, there's only one that's married and that's Sean with Catherine and they have like three of the cutest babies ever. Which I was, think... is it Sean like the one that Low. was with Caitlin? No, no, no. Okay, different Sean. Yeah, different Sean. And uh, the bachelorettes, like when the bachelor, when the girls are in charge and picking the men. I can see where you're going with this. <laughs> there, There is a higher rate of they stay together. Okay, well, yeah, let's not, I'm not going to get that twisted. It's definitely, especially with that show, a lot of it comes, when it comes down to vanity, it's more likely a man is going to take that more into account. Right. Yeah. So some of them, so when I said 23, when I'm looking at my list now, some of them are not, didn't meet on an actual show, but met because of the show. Like, there's only a few. But to me, when you say because of the show, I think it is the show. But it's not. Like, it's it's because the show exists. Yes. But not because they, were they got mic'd up and had to deal with producers and makeup or whatever. Right. But but because they've been on these shows, they, they go to these events. And then they meet each other. Mm-hmm. And then they fall in love and have babies. And that is successful. Through Bachelor Nation. <laughs> I, I can't really. It, it's We just uh, agree to disagree. For sure. But I think it's a it's a good conversation to have. Yeah. Because I'm, to to me, yeah, if it's if it's t- you're together two years and maybe you're engaged, you end up breaking up. I just don't really see how that's like successful. Yeah. Like I just I always think of it as like, is it it's not really going to be on your obituary that like you were engaged for a couple of years. Right. It'd be who did you get married to? I get it. That's a that's a strong point. It's a valid point for sure. I guess when I always think of it as like su- successful shouldn't be a time. It shouldn't be like sometimes people are together a year, but they were maybe more suited to one another or, you know, than somebody who's been together five or, you know, like I always think time isn't always give you the exact. Mm-hmm. Isn't the exact science. Yes. Like the actual number of years or hours or however long you've been together isn't that perfect, you know? Yeah. And also, I don't I don't think anybody would kid themselves and think going on this TV show is the best place to start a relationship. No. Because a lot of people are there for attention. For sure. For sure. I will agree with you there. Who was the... I know you'll remember this. Who was the guy that was like a country artist and he always just yeah. played guitar whenever he could? Yeah. So that was the one that Hannah... Hannah was on. And Hannah was the bachelorette and his name was Jed. And she picked him over Tyler Cameron, who was hot. Oh, I was going to say Tyler Cameron, I swear. Is so like- Tyler Cameron's best friend, Matt, is going to be the new bachelor in January. Which is the first time, well, he's first black um, bachelorette, bachelor, sorry. He's the first black one, but he's not part of the world, really. So, like, he's, like, because normally it's all incestual. Like, it's very, like, Hannah was on 
If you're if you're yeah. on one and you're popular, you will become the singular focus. Yeah, like then then you then become the bachelorette, and then you know out of your bachelorette pool, one of those guys will most likely become the bachelor. So then bringing Claire back was huge because she was like Juan Pablo season, which was like forever ago, and she's also thirty nine, which they love saying her age, and you know she was on the show three weeks and found love and done and so they had to bring in Tasha. so it was Is that uh, dale was dale yeah dale moss and now they have Tasha in there as the bachelorette and it's like it's like a normal show because when claire was there all she wanted to was make out with dale and not talk to anybody else so it the show like although you're happy for her because that's what, of course you want her to find her person it was kind of boring to watch because she had no interest in any of these other guys and there's some good guys on there so it's kind of fun that like Tasha's there I would have a hard time though being Tasha I gotta say like you were all a few days ago you were all clamoring <laughs> yeah. after someone else and now you're just like oh okay new oh, and switching gears one yeah. guy does leave who was like one of our favorites um this is you and my girlfriend i do not watch oh this. sorry yes no jack you said one of it. our favorites yeah, and i just wanted to clarify sorry. the like two minutes i watched i was like yeah i'm, I'm, I'm good. out i'm gonna go play video games i know thank god i have her to watch it with though because we pause it and we talk about it and then when there's like previews we analyze it and we have our favorites and yeah i don't know i like it and that's all that matters. At the end of the, at the end at the end of the day, this argument isn't going to sway either of us to cha- not even it's, change our opinions. No. But it's just you're going to keep watching the show because 100. percent I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to watch it because honestly, I'm the last time you guys were going to watch it, I wasn't in the best mood, so I was a little more like snippy with comments. Yeah, and like saying I wouldn't be fun to watch it with. I'm just being honest. I wouldn't be fun to watch it with because if I'm not watching them, making fun of them, I'm just going to be on my phone. Yeah. I know. And I don't think I and to me I just decided that I don't think I think it would ruin your experience if I sat there and was just like negative about it. Yeah. I'd rather you guys just enjoy it. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. I'm it's a more very... it's more mature than your father. Yes. Yeah. Well, we We do we never watch it around him because he's just he's can be downright mean about it too. Of not of the show, of me watching it. Yeah. Like he's like, "Why are you watching this crap?" And I understand for other people you may look at it and think it's crappy i enjoy it and you know if anything this year has taught us <laughs> just do i the, need do something the you enjoy i want something light and fun and i hope that they find love if they don't that sucks like but what, what was dad doing all day he's watching football watching That's, football because that makes him happy and and uh, you sometimes make you're not as bad for comments that's meg meg is always the it's so loud and just yeah. like always complains and like there's been once or twice where i felt a little bad but i just kind of went then why are you here like yeah. you don't have to sit here and watch it with us right yeah i know she probably just wants to be around yeah i don't know who knows that's all right we that's watch hard. family guy with her yeah, I think that's the thing is we all have to have our, our niche together. We have like it, it is cool if you if we ever get that whiteboard up, we should just kind of draw it out how everyone is connected. Like the Venn diagram. No, it wouldn't even be a Venn diagram. It has to be, be so messy. It has to be like five different ones. Yeah, and, and we just don't, see where because people connect. I'm not involved with your family guy. No, you I do not find it funny. I don't and, find it funny. And it's and okay. You also walk. There's been probably I'm going to say like. Maybe in total like four or five nine eleven jokes, and you've probably been in the room for all of them. All of them. So for me, the show is about making fun of nine eleven. That's what I. The whole show. Oh, that's. <laughs> but that's the way. If you only see it five times, and all five times they're saying nine eleven jokes, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what they do. They make fun of nine eleven. That's not funny to me. So I don't. I choose not to watch it. But I have told you the backstory of that, right? That yes, that Seth MacFarlane. Was... That that's his coping mechanism. Yes, for it's... sure, and I understand it completely. And I also just definitely don't... not right. Right. I think it's also for me, I wasn't there for that. So yeah, not that it's okay to make jokes about it, but no. I just, I didn't experience it. You, well, you, you probably yeah. sat there and maybe you're, no, you would have been home with us. Yeah, I was home with you guys. So you would have been sitting there watching it. That's like for every day for a week, solid 24 seven, just, yeah. you know, feeling that, all and... of that. Yeah. So for me, it's not funny. Like it's sad. And that's why mine is the Boston Marathon. People yeah. have made jokes about that. And I just, I just remember that day so vividly that the whole world stopped and it was just about this terrorist attack. Yeah. No, those, those are hard. And, and I understand people have their own coping mas- mechanisms for that and that's fine, but I just don't find it necessary yeah like i just i don't think for the that it's just whatever but anyways so you guys have that 
you and dad have sports. You and I have movies and this, and you know we have we have lots. We have Mandalorian with you, me, and dad, and even even like my girlfriend was like, yeah. oh, we have to get upstairs. We have to watch Mandalorian, and she said like mostly she likes being there. But I can when I look over, I can see her paying attention yeah. to it. Yeah, and then we had the last dance with the four of us. We had like which I'm rewatching now. Which yeah, just and that's what that's where it's we're personal. gonna what you made it personal. He made it personal. I made it. Yeah, it became personal. It became for me. personal um it's his famous line if you haven't seen it at some i definitely recommend to watch oh, that at some point so so fabulous we're definitely because not even just poking at fun the fact that you said you're a basketball fan i want to show you because all of these most of these teams have documentaries of their own so i kind of want to show you all of them right so you can kind of piece everything together and come up with your own opinions nice so who's that's, my team again besides the raptors uh you clippers? like the clippers the clippers right they're they're in a bit of like the nba season is really just around the corner there's trading it's, now the draft free agency it's i heard they're making something with the ncaa they're uh, making they're doing, some changes uh they're doing march madness like they're trying oh, to do I just, it like, i heard it out of the corner like you know when it, the news is on and you're like oh the ncaa is making some changes so that it can happen or something i can't i don't they remember were gonna do is, like though. a bubble situation well and they should you know what this isn't going away anytime soon unfortunately so we got to do what we got to do to everybody stay safe but you know put still entertainment out for us yeah like some movies or give us something people yeah, well, i can't wait to see you the oscars well the golden globes i'm thinking come out in a couple weeks it must be probably like two isn't golden globes both yeah tvm movies so i'm excited just to see who gets nominated just so we know like where where wherever yeah where where are we here in this what do we have to catch up on because now that we have this we have zero excuses for watching all the oscar contenders we're gonna have to do oscar preview oscar reactions oh we're gonna have to really go like and golden globe yeah, yeah that'll be that'll be january it's usually i just i just meant like award season oh we're a love award season you just wait i'm so into award season yeah i'm excited at least there's something to look forward to right? that's true yes. uh you got anything anything else i have nothing else um movies for next week i have a list of movies for you to go through and okay we'll just decide those off air because i don't have my phone on me okay um next week do you want to talk about next week um no Okay, do you remember what we're doing? Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was about to say it. Um, so I yeah. know it's your birthday next week. So yeah, next week is going to be... I, I didn't... Jack's going to be 21. Yeah, I guess when next week comes out. Well, it's the day before. Oh, no, sorry. It'll be on the your birthday. day before is me, you, and Meg. I know. It's a very special episode. Um, so yeah, next week we got a fun, we've done this before, but we got something, something planned with a movie challenge. And then after that, I feel like we'll just have to jump into, it'll be Christmas season. I think it'll be Christmas and award season because then it'll be. Because we could, Christmas will be, we'll do Christmas movies and Christmas rankings and stuff for like three weeks leading up to Christmas. Something or yeah. Yeah. But then there's also, yeah. Then we'll have to get into awards too. Because then Golden Globe nomination comes out usually about second week of December. So then we can start like, that's going to be a fun week. We're gonna have to really be like, all right, this is where we are. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to make sure our batteries are charged and full yeah. SD cards. <laughs> Ready to go. All right. Okay. And, and uh besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.